from D. James Kennedy Ministries. This is Kennedy Classics. Hello, I'm Frank Wright, president of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. Welcome to Kennedy Classics. Be sure to visit our ministry website, djkm.org, where you can find an abundance of digital audio, video, and print resources. It has been said that if you can't explain it to a six-year-old, you don't understand it yourself. Simply put, if you don't know how to boil something down to its bare essentials, then you don't fully grasp that thing. That quote has oftentimes been attributed to Albert Einstein, probably referencing an aspect of quantum mechanics. But the point being made is still pertinent to us. Think about your understanding of the Bible and of theology. God's Word is chock full of complexities and intricacies that some theologians will spend decades studying and sometimes never fully understanding. Dr. Kennedy posits that in order to understand the essentials of the Bible, you must look at two things, grace and law. These two things have been misconstrued by many, and understanding the relationship they share is vital to fully understanding God's Word. Here, then, is Dr. D. James Kennedy with his message, Grace and Law. Our scripture lesson this morning is taken from the third chapter of Paul's letter to the Romans, Romans chapter 3, and we shall begin our reading with the 19th verse. I hope you have your Bible with you to follow along with me. It is no doubt of small importance in the cosmic scheme of things, but great importance to me and perhaps some matter of little curiosity to you that I might mention that verses 19 and 20 were the verses that God used me to God used to bring me, rather, out of darkness into light and through which I was converted to Christ. May they have a similar impact on some lives here today. May we hear the inspired word of the living God. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short 
of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood, to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say at this time, His righteousness that He might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and uncircumcision through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid, yea, we establish the law. And may God speak to our hearts and minds this day through this his holy word. And may his name ever be praised. Amen. Well, we live in an age of incredible biblical illiteracy. The average American today hardly has a clue as to what is found between the covers of this volume. Perhaps even more tragically, the majority of the people in the church don't know much more about it. What does it contain? What is the great message of it? Well, essentially, if you're to understand it, you must understand that it contains two things. One is law, and the other is grace. Those are great concepts, tremendous principles, and very few Americans know what both of them really mean and few church members really know how they fully relate one to another. The law, of course, tells us what we are supposed to do. These are the commandments of God. Thus shalt thou do. The scripture says many and many a time. The first misunderstanding that we see as we look at the levels of uh, a lack of understanding of the Scripture, is the fact that there are millions of Americans, and I would say approximately 60% of the American people, believe that we shall gain entrance into paradise by the method of the law. That the law presents a ladder that we are to climb up into heaven. Now, that error is so widespread <clears throat> that it caused Dr. William Childs Robinson, the greatest scholar I ever studied under, to say something which I have said before but would like to inscribe it on the walls of your memory. And if you can't do that, at least hang it up on your refrigerator. If you understand this, you'll understand what the Bible is all about. 
But I guarantee you that there's probably a minority of people in this sanctuary right now that fully understand it. He said, Christ always has been and always will be crucified between two thieves, legalism and license. And there is a tremendous amount of truth in that statement. Let me say it again. Christ always has been and always will be crucified between two thieves, legalism and license. Well, the legalists are those who suppose that by following some legal code, by living by the commandments of God, they will gain acceptance into heaven. Now, I'm fully aware and uh, quite familiar with that school of thought because I once was a part of it myself. For the first uh, 24 years of my life, I was fully under the impression that one got to heaven by being good, by following the law. You can therefore well imagine the impact that those two verses that I read this morning had upon me. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law that they may make their way to heaven. That's not what it said, is it? It says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may become guilty before God. The law was not given to make you innocent. The law was given to show you how guilty you are. He goes on to say, Therefore, by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of God, is the knowledge of sin. And so the law condemns us. It doesn't save us. The law shows us our vileness. As Martin Luther said, the law is a mirror that shows us our uncleanness. It is a hammer that smashes our self-righteousness and humbles us in the dust. And it is a whip that drives us to the cross for mercy. Now there are some right here in this room, I have no doubt, who are under the delusion that by trying to live a good life, by going to church, by helping your neighbor, by doing the best you can, that you are probably going to get to heaven someday. You are not. Let it be said as clearly and plainly as it can be said, should you continue on that road, you will discover that the bridge is out and you will land in hell. No flesh shall be justified by the law, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Now over against that, we have another principle, a principle which is antithetical to the law, a principle which is unknown really to this world. It's a principle that is divine. It is the principle of grace. Grace is the totally unmerited and undeserved and unearned favor of God. It is the mercy of God given to those who positively do not deserve it. 
It is God accepting us not because of anything that we have done, but in spite of everything that we have done. Everybody in heaven knows one thing very clearly. He ought to be in hell. And if you don't know that, you'll never see the inside of heaven. Heaven is for people that ought to go to hell. You see, there aren't any other kind of people on this planet. Ye are condemned already, said Christ. Jesus Christ came down from heaven because we were all on our way down to hell. And he came to deliver those that were perishing. Grace is the free mercy and acceptance of God based upon the finished atoning work of Jesus Christ. The contrast between the two is enormous. The law says, do. And grace says, done. The law says, pay me that which thou owest. And grace says, I freely forgive thee of all of thy debts. The law says, the wages of sin is death. And grace says, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The law says, the soul that sinneth, it shall surely die. And grace says, whosoever believeth on Jesus shall never die. So salvation is entirely and totally and completely by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, from beginning to end, from start to finish, from eternity to eternity. But then, on the other side of the legalist, there, is, there are those who believe in license, the thief of license. And what is license? License is the attitude of heart that throws off all restraints of law. The attitude that Christ talked about when he put into the mouths of some in one of his parables the words, we will not have this man to reign over us. Those who say they will not be under the authority of any other. How foolish they are. Or the Bible makes it very clear that there are only two kinds of people really in this world. There are those who are under the bondage and tyranny of sin, and there are those who are under the bondage to righteousness, which means to, to personify that, we are either in bondage to Satan or we are in bondage to Christ. There is no middle ground. Those who suppose themselves to be auto autonomous are the most useful slaves of the devil. Those who suppose themselves to be completely free are quite usable by Satan. Those who rejoice in their free will. What did Martin Luther say? He said the free will of fallen man is like a dumb beast ridden by the devil who turns it whithersoever he will. My friends, there is nothing else we are either under, under the dominion of Satan or we are, are under the dominion of Christ who sets us free from bondage to Satan.
This is what the entire sixth chapter of Romans is all about. Having been set free from the bondage of sin, we become the servants of righteousness. As Luther also said, he is most free who is the bondslave of Jesus Christ. Now I have talked to many of those, and by the way, the theological term for those who feel that the law has nothing to do with Christians, and by the way, the first heresy trial ever carried on in America over 300 years ago was against a man who was charged with this heresy. It's called antinomianism. Nomos, N-O-M-O-S, is the Greek word for law. Antinomos is to be against the law. A person who is antinomian is a person who feels that the law has been done away with and I have nothing to do with it any longer. Well, I have talked to numbers of those people and I've talked to groups and I've said to them this, if the law is gone away completely, then I want you to name one thing that you as a Christian could do that would please God that is not obeying his law. And I've asked for 25 or 30 years, I've asked people that question. I've never had anybody come up with an answer. Oh yes, there was one person who submitted an answer and uh, she thought this was a brilliant uh, response. She said, well, we could love God. <laughs> love God? Have we forgot? Jesus said, the first and greatest commandment is this, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, mind, strength, and soul. Not only is that a commandment, it's the first and greatest of all of the commandments. Of course we should love God, but that is a commandment. And I would ask you, can you think of anything that you might do that would please your heavenly Father other than obeying His laws? And let me tell you this, God is displeased with people who try to invent things, and there have been those in the church who have tried to invent things to do and human invention and wisdom which they think might please God. And God says in his word, who hath commanded thee to thus trample my courts? I did not command you to do that. Why are you doing it? There is not one single thing that you could think or feel, or say, or do that would please God other than keeping His commandments. What did Jesus say? If you love me, forget my commandments. That's not what He said. I would hope everybody here knows that, but these days you can't be sure. He said, of course, if ye love me, keep my commandments. And what do we find here in this passage of Paul where he just has concluded that we are saved by faith alone without the deeds of the law? Well, look to the 31st verse. Just go ahead, three more verses, and you see this. Do we then make void the law through faith? And what does the antinomian say? Yea and amen, we make void the law. We got away from the law. We've done it in. We don't have the law anymore. We can do anything our little sinful heart pleases. We've been set free to be lawless. It's interesting that the Bible describes that final age before Christ comes back as an age of lawlessness. 
But that's not what Paul said. Read it, my friends. Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid! May genoito! Which in Greek is a very strong statement. Let it not be spoken. Think it not. Say it not. Yea, we establish the law as in the Old Testament prophecy of this age when we would be sprinkled with clean water and be made clean and God says and I will write my commandments on the fleshly tablets of their heart not just upon tablets of stone but upon our hearts that as loving sons and daughters we will delight to please our Heavenly Father by following his commandments has the law been annulled? God forbid Look all the way to the very last chapter of the Bible. My friend, you see it's still there. If you look in 1217, you read about the seed which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Or in the 14th chapter, here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Or to the very last chapter of the Bible, chapter 22 of Revelation, verse 14, Blessed are they that do his commandments. Are you an antinomian? Do you despise his law? Oh, how I love thy law, said David. I meditate upon it day and night. May God, by his incredible grace, who has saved us, and who keeps us by that grace unmeritedly. And we know that we will never be able to keep that law in any way that could possibly make us acceptable to God. But out of the love that he works in our hearts, we will strive to please him. May God do that work in every one of our hearts. Let us pray. Father, there are some here today who still are wandering around in the desert of legalism, who are striving to climb the mountain of law to make themselves acceptable to Thee. May they hear Thy word again, that there is none that keepeth it, that we are together become unprofitable. And may they cast themselves at the foot of the cross and saying, O oh Lord Jesus Christ, that for which you are dying is my violations of the law. Day after day, hour after hour, in thought, in word, in deed, in omission and commission, I have violated all of your commandments and now stand guilty before thee with my hand over my mouth and my face in the dust I confess O God that I am a rebellious lawbreaker in thy sight and I pray that thou wilt have mercy upon me and that thou wilt wash me right now with the blood of Christ and make me whiter than snow come into my heart Lord Jesus and fill me with your spirit and write your 
laws upon the fleshly tablets of my heart, that I may delight to keep them because I know that I have been accepted in spite of them and not because of them, but because of your cross. And so I rejoice, O Christ, to please thee. Help me to love thee and to desire above all else to do those things which would make thee happy. I pray it in thy name. Amen. I hope you prayed that prayer with Dr. Kennedy sincerely from your heart. And if you did, we want to send you Beginning Again, the book written by Dr. Kennedy for new believers. In these pages, you'll learn how to grow in your relationship with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as you learn about prayer, the Bible, and so much more. It's our gift to you when you write to the address on your screen or call our toll-free number. Be sure to ask for Beginning Again. God bless you as you do. Dr. Kennedy clearly shows the juxtaposition between law and grace throughout the Bible that so many people oftentimes miss. Knowing the relationship they both share is important to understand how to fully live your life for Christ. One of Dr. Kennedy's many gifts was his ability to make complicated subjects easily understandable. He wanted his hearers to have a firm foundation for their faith and he believed that every Christian could understand the basics and answer objections about them. Recently, we put together a series of his strongest sermons defending the truth of the basics of Christianity and published them in a brand new Kennedy Collection hardcover book. It's entitled, How I Know. Some of the topics Dr. Kennedy discusses are how I know there is a God, how I know the Bible is the Word of God, and how I know Jesus is God, and how I know Christ rose from the dead. We want to send you this important book as our thanks for your generous donation to the ongoing work of this ministry. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 888-332-3069 or go online to djkm.org. Each of the messages in this book deals with a subject that should be essential biblical knowledge for those who profess to love the Lord Jesus Christ as well as for those who are seeking to know Him. And we're also making these messages available on a four DVD or four CD set. Find the truth that will solidify the foundation under you and help build a foundation for new believers or even those who have not yet come to faith. We'll send you the hardcover book and the four DVD or four CD set, How I Know, as our thanks for your generous donation of $50 or more. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339 or call toll-free 888-332-3069 or you can go online to djkm.org. At D. James Kennedy Ministries, we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. 
I'm Frank Wright. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Kennedy Classics. We'll see you next time. Today's program is available on DVD or audio CD for your gift to this ministry of any amount. Please call, write, or log on to our website today. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.